My name is Gary Butterfield. My name is Cole Ross. And welcome to Orb, talking Mr. Bisbee, the Disneyland man. Not a great episode. No, the weakest episode we've done so far. Just, just going to get get that up here. Accepting perhaps the pilot. <laughs> um, yeah. So th- this is not great. Um, it's this is this has a reputation mm-hmm. for being a bad episode of this show. Um, I remember thinking like, oh, it's not as bad as uh, you know as, as its reputation, and it's like that's kind of true, and then also kind of not true. Yeah. You know? Um, it is, it is kind of a bummer. There are some fun bits to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mostly but, the stuff with the boys is fun to me, but it is, it is definitely, uh, it is definitely aimless. Let's say. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, pretty aimless and also real season one, real pitch book. Yes. You know, um, the idea, you know, early on the boys were being portrayed as very young. So mm-hmm. they were into Disney. Um, you need to have, you know, they talk about in the book, how they want to have a Disney stand in, mm-hmm. um, for this. And the way they did that was Rory Brisby. Um, and they tied him into Dr. Venture. They remember, you know, they talk about, oh, like in the sixties kind of super science, who were the movers and shakers? Mm-hmm. Um, so our character there, our self-insert character would know Walt Disney, right? you know? the eugenicist uh monster yeah, yeah yeah um and this is like you know they make good jokes about like what disney's actual goals were <laughs> with mm-hmm. epcot and with like his takeover of florida like l ron hubbard was not the only person who wanted to build a cult compound <laughs> in florida yes you know it just yeah. uh it, it was pr- 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 pretty weird guy that uh that that, that that disney and it's super weird that they had tom hanks play him <laughs> yes yeah, yeah and this version is uh, a man who had a stroke mm-hmm. uh which is played for laughs um like there is some you know uh some ableism mm-hmm. stuff in this episode uh some of which is more you know gross than others yes uh, a little bit they lean on it real hard they do uh, and I, like the thing that i take the most exception to aside from just the idea that like oh okay the guy talks weird because because he had a stroke is that it's used as like a cheap punchline more so than anything like how do we end a scene uh let's have him either roll off some stairs Fall, or yeah. roll into the fireplace uh, yeah they're, they're not really jokes like right. I, I think you can do a, a joke with somebody who has had something that wasn't their fault that makes them mm-hmm hard to be around like that's you know that's not kind right. in real life you know like that's not but i think you can exaggerate that for a fact right in a, in a cartoon reality like oh you know this person um has this thing that is very tragic in real life but actually you know if you turn that up to like 20 makes them uncomfortable for our characters yes you know and it's not it's not supposed to be instructive like you know, Dr. Venture in under no circumstances is a model right. for behavior. So him being really implied about this says something about his character more oh. than it says about people who have had a stroke. Yes. Um, it's just lazy though. Like there just aren't like good jokes around mm-hmm. it. The, 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 the funniest thing is, is Rusty's initial reaction to it. Um, yeah. and that, that, that pretty much goes the rest of it's like unsettling. He can't blink. He doesn't blink. They talk about in the, in, in the making of book, like, okay, like we need to have something. 
and they learned that like people who can't blink or you know when people blink their eyes like roll up in their head a little bit very briefly and so that's how they mm-hmm. mimic it like whenever he would blink you know over the course of the animation to add interest to what he's saying they have his eyes like flick upwards and it's very unsettling yeah yeah uh which i like the other thing is this is like a lore episode a little bit um this yeah. is our first introduction of uh, molotov cocktees mm-hmm. a major brock supporting character yes. um, we'll talk about her as he shows up um and then also uh the first mention of cloning mm-hmm. um you know kind of uh trying to figure out where the seeds are for the venture brothers like what things they had planned mm-hmm. versus what things they like retconned yeah. is is difficult but this is you know the first season with uh jonas jr and the cloning and stuff definitely feels like you know they were laying the seeds for that right from the beginning yes yeah um and definitely rusty's really cagey reaction to when cloning is brought up uh is very instructive yeah. like it's very clear that he's doing things he should not be doing <laughs> Well, well, that, and then also, uh, you know, this is kind of a weirdly good characterization episode for Rusty, mm-hmm. because not only is he, you know, he's shitty about this, uh, the stroke victim, but his pride stops him from doing anything yes. or from, from helping, you know, even mm-hmm. under the, the, you know, the threat of death. Right. Like he's just, you know, this is like showing doc, like holding on to his pride. Yeah. Uh, during this through being like put in the shadow of his father. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's that, that, that part is good. Yes. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah. And let's, uh, let's get into it. Let's um, there's some it. references and, and characters and stuff to talk about as they, they show up. And we begin with a, uh, a cold open with the X one landing on this African, uh, Savannah, um, disturbing the wildlife and the boys using, um, a world book, like wildlife, like kind of card set thing. Did yeah. you ever have these? Um, I never had those. No. Uh, they just read as like flashcards to me. There used to be these little boxes that were safari themed. Okay. That had different animal. They were like trading cards for animals basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, my friend Austin had a, a set and mm-hmm. I remember looking through them. They were like an edutainment thing you can get at the zoo or you can get for kids yeah. uh, that this is a reference to. So this, this was a big thing in the eighties and Yeah. Uh, yeah. They're neat. Yeah, it's it's real. You're loving it. Cool energy. Like, <laughs> you know, I don't know how accurate they are. I can imagine them not being, you know, like those time life books. Like they're probably all kinds of, you know, I'm sure the dinosaurs don't have feathers. Yeah. You we're, know, we're yeah. little uh, we're little myths associated with them. It's it's mostly Dean who is into this. Hank is more, you know, Hank about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so like yeah. i love when they land you know it's it, it's enough a to disturb all the animals and stuff but also it wakes the kids up and this is a real like this is a real genuine like you know dad moment kind of thing like ah geez the kids mm-hmm. are awake on the road trip kind of thing mm-hmm. he's trying to keep it secret yeah. from them where they're at <laughs> yeah yeah because he's here for business right you know um i don't know why they landed here other than for the fake out right you know turn out um they see an elephant and they're trying to ask if it if it's or figure out if it's male and mm-hmm. uh, you know hank being always a little bit more mature than dean is something you know that i like mm-hmm. you know like look at the fifth leg on that guy <laughs> it's like, a, that's trunk, a trunk he can yeah he can he can do this He's like that's not what i was talking about <laughs> um and then when uh dr venture doesn't let him leave he goes like geez dad are you on the rag <laughs> Uh, he's, you know, he says, where did you hear that? And they both point at Brock who shrugs, uh, yeah. really nice Brock, little moment. Brock who is, who is emptying the, uh, the X one's ashtray. On, just yeah. Just <laughs> on the ground in the exhibit. Oh yeah. Um, as a uh, Mandalay approaches and Dean goes, Hey pop, black guy. 
uh, which again, like I kind of like, like these kids yeah. are very sheltered. Right. You know, this isn't model behavior. It's mm-hmm. just, just telling us about the characters. He, he doesn't. He doesn't have another way. He he does not know what the appropriate way to say. Like, hey, we can, here's here's somebody we should be paying attention to. He just points and describes them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> but Mandalay is uh, Doctor Brisby's bodyguard. Uh, you know, Doctor Brisby. Brisby has uh had radio and said, "Hey, I'm gonna send my man. He's a guy. He's like he's. I forget who he's coded as. Um, like he's actually modeled after somebody." Uh, from like a classic cartoon, but he's gigantic and he's wearing like a turban and he's mute. Like he's yeah. not, he's, he's not talking to anybody. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, they, they, you know, the, the Brock goes with rusty and he needs to stay outside the room while they discuss business. We don't see Brisby's face just yet. The reveal no, no. is, is pretty good because it's played for horror. Um, he, you know, he wheels a chair around and we see that he's got this like horrible rictus grin. Um, like his lips are drawn back, his jaws are locked and we see all of his teeth. Yeah. Yeah. And this is the reveal. He's like, you're welcome to the funnest place on earth. (laughs) And it's like, it's, it's very scary. Yeah. But his mouth is wide open. His eyes are wide open. It's also difficult to understand him. Um, cause the, yeah. the, the, he's, it, this almost feels like, uh, like version one of public's, uh, Hunter S Thompson voice it's got the same kind of, uh, like, like teeth, teeth together kind of mumbliness to it. Uh, but with, yeah. uh, but with the additional angle of like, he is impersonating an older person. So there's, there's like a little bit more rasp to it. Yeah. Uh, just real quick. Uh, Mandalay is based on, um, a character named Punjab from little orphan Annie. Cool. Yeah, so that's you know that's great, <laughs> but uh, I knew I knew I had that somewhere. I was like digging through my notes. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. so uh, you know he he sees him. He's very scared. Uh, he gives his origin, uh, which he is trapped under an unstoppable animatronic Lincoln, <laughs> which I really like. Unstoppable animatronic Lincoln. <laughs> yep, it was for uh, two hours, and then like that that wasn't the thing that injured him. No, it was just he said that would give anybody a stroke. <laughs> Mm-hmm. yeah it was yeah, just yeah. it was an unrelated an unrelated incident that, <laughs> that has to do with an amusement park accident um as um, he uh as he as he's uh, talking about this um oh god I-, I wanted to make a note rusty's initial reaction is one of my favorite lines in the show and you know like his exclamation that he gives is holy damn it christmas yeah yeah <laughs> Uh, it's very good. Um, and he never gets used to it. No. Um, no. um, he offers him panda's milk here. And this is something I just have a, a weakness for is like people being gross. <laughs> uh, you know, just, like whenever non- I make it non-standard a character, they do shit like this. Yeah. Non-standard <laughs> milks are my bag, baby. Um, you offers him panda's milk and I, I, all of this stuff is, it's like, it's not funny, but I still mm-hmm. like it. Like Brisbane, like it's one of the rarest beverages on earth. <laughs> Well, and like um, it, it would be too much if he introduced this detail, but in a line in a line a little bit later, he describes it as piping hot pandas milk. Yeah, and also because uh, the pandas right here, it is freshly harvested piping hot pandas milk. Yeah, and and the you know sorry, it's warm. It came from my body. Like being in the same room of of the the food or drink you're getting, mm-hmm. uh, the producer of it is something that just works for me. Yeah, and it's like, um, it's also like it adds mystery to his character because this could just be eccentric rich guy stuff. Like, or it could be like him, like, ah, yes, I'm drinking this for its health benefits or something. Like there yeah, are a number of reasons creepy. that would, that would like that, that cause this to be like an informed trait. Right. Yeah. 
um, you know, he hears the noise. It's Lily uh, munching on bamboo, who is the panda. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lily named after one of Jackson Public's friends' wives, hmm. um, and who he, he calls his longtime companda. <laughs> which, like, that's the best joke in this episode. It is probably, yeah. You know, and it's like it's just one line. Just calls it um, companda. You know, uh, went him from a trivia contest in 81, Bo- you know, uh, from Bowie. Mm-hmm. Um, it was before the trivia craze. But he was a, a trendsetter. Um, I ended up, uh, just because of, like, where I was, like, rather than being my TV, I ended up watching this on Hulu uh-huh. uh, instead of on the DVD because I needed to multitask or something. And I got an ad right here for uh, something called Ultra Filtered Milk. What? Yeah, right. It's like it's like they knew that I was watching something about panda milk. Oh, that's and they that's were like, creepy. Gary, I'm Gary like a conspiracy to... theorist about that. I think the technology is actually too dumb for that. But also, yeah. that is that is one of those coincidences that would make somebody paranoid. Uh, what are the benefits of filtering milk? I don't know because my ad blocker, the way it interfaces with this, is I just get the audio. I don't get the visuals. Okay. For ads on there, so like it was just like just like the screen went to black at a random time, which is how it works. That's why you're watching these on Hulu is fine, but it's not ideal because mm-hmm. uh, the commercial breaks are in weird spots. Um, so the screen went to black, and then I just heard a woman being like, "Have you tried ultra pasture ultra filtered milk?" Yeah. And I was like, "No, uh, just do a black screen." Uh, and you know, then there are probably just images about those benefits that yeah. I didn't see. Uh, this is weird. I'm looking up a comparison: ultra filtered milk versus traditional m- milk. They're like they're mm-hmm. they're doing like Tried a break. milk. <laughs> they're they're doing so somehow filtering adds five grams of protein to the milk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're doing mm. a comparison. <laughs> are they milk, adding eight, eight grams ultra filtered milk? Thirteen grams. What's in that filter, <laughs> man? <laughs> I don't think it's how a filter works. No. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. There are reverse proteins in milk that they filter out. <laughs> Negative protein. Weird. Yeah. <laughs> so. yeah. Oh, geez. But yeah, we have, uh, we have the long time companda and the mention of Bowie. This is the first, uh, the, the, the first time mm-hmm. we brought up, uh, you know, the introduction of David Bowie as a, as a, as a figure in this world, a, but uh, this is very clearly the uh, the sovereign, right? Yeah, yes. Yeah. Bowie's going to be a huge part of the series. Yes, <laughs> and Bowie's coterie, right. uh, including one of my favorite. Just like you know, I I get that reference thing when you know. <laughs> Uh, brings in the warm jets uh and someone goes here come the warm jets and they uh just absolutely destroys me every time um, i don't understand something i assume it's some music thing that you're all about so yeah I'm, that's what i'm here for man i'm the henry gilbert of this podcast i'm yeah. just going to explain the references cool um the uh so brisby the reason why he has him here is he wants him to clone him right uh you know rusty's like i you know i don't have that technology i know what you're talking about cloning research is banned in north america very specific and rusty <laughs> Yeah, very specific. Uh, and Brisby's like, you know, that's horseshit. Like, you know, uh, your father had this. You know, he, I knew your father well. He designed some of the rides. Um, you know, and we cut back to some child abuse. Right. We cut, we cut back. Rusty, you know, baby Rusty, he just wanted to spend time with his dad. His dad decided to use this. Oh, we're going, I'm going to use you to test my rides. So, like, mm-hmm. we get we get Rusty being shaken around like a paint can inside yeah i don't even know what it was supposed don't to you be you want to help your father like yeah like the kid shaker <laughs> yeah uh you know the brain uh, scrambler. He, takes, <laughs> he takes a pill just to stop it right uh from doing this uh, he's like you know i know your dad was researching cloning and i i will pay you even just for the notes right he goes well, i don't know if i kept them he's like of course you kept them mm-hmm. you know you've been riding on your father's corpse's coattails 
you know, and you're not even a doctor. Like he's dressing him down. He's playing hardball. Yeah. Yeah. Just trying to basically lower his self-esteem enough to where I'll work with him. But he doesn't understand just how resentful Rusty can be. <laughs> like yeah. he will, he will dig in, right? Like, okay, well, you're not a doctor of anything. You never finish, never finish school at like this line. Venture industries profits have gone zippity doodah. <laughs> yeah. yeah they're not, you know, they're not making money, yeah. um, you know, here and his pride, like this is what causes him to reject. Right. Um, you know, he, uh, he comes over, he, uh, while this is happening, Brock was trying to talk shop yeah. with Mandalay ended up taking a cigarette. Um, you know, he's like, you're all right. Uh, however, when he burst in, um, the, uh, the, the cigarette puts him out. Yeah. Um, he, he, burst, had, uh, he burst in because Brisby orders Lily to black bag him. <laughs> Yeah, like Lily pops in yeah. uh, and takes him out. Well, it just like, um, it, it doesn't it doesn't knock you know Lily doesn't knock Rusty out. Uh, Rusty is in the mm. bag, he even screams. He trained the panda to put a bag on me. Yeah. <laughs> yep, it's very good. Yeah, but the but the um, cigarette was laced with chloral hydrate, uh, knocking him out as well. Um, yeah. This is the first instance of Brisby uh, catching fire. He he wheels mm-hmm. he wheels over to the fireplace to cackle, uh, and his blanket that he's wearing like FDR over his lap catches fire. Lily, of course, slams him to the, slams him to the ground to put him out. This doesn't hurt him; he's no worse for wear. He pops up later on. We just wanted to see this yeah. wheelchair-bound man catch fire and be body slammed by a panda. Yeah, a companion, companda. <laughs> uh, the kids are stuck in the X one. Um, you know, looking off like Hank is looking out at the Disneyland stuff. Uh, you know, oh, they're shooting fireworks off over Smile Island. You know, he's <laughs> upset. And Dean is trying to do his his, his like world book flashcards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's real weird uh, that he doesn't have a uh, a card for a hippo. Mm-hmm. You know, because that seems like that that's real basic. That's a common. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's one of one of the main animals that you learn about. You know, because they're yeah. so hungry and scary. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, they, they you know the way they shit. Come on, man. Yeah. 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 um at one point like when they're when they're they're fighting here uh hank says that's it pussy willow uh to dean which i like a lot yeah um but uh as dean is looking out and saying like hey i don't have a i don't have a card for one of those what he's pointing to is a it's like a like a robotic like a hollow shell of a uh of a of a hippo that has some like troops inside like trojan hippo yeah trojan hippo and the mouth the, the the mouth opens up and we see uh, the first look at the Orange County Liberation Front. It's these guys who yes. have like headphones on that are like, instead of being like the ear cups, it's two halves of of an orange over over their yes. ears. Uh, yeah. Very very strange. And th- this is uh, also from the pitch book. Mm-hmm. Uh, the idea of this orange themed militia group. Um, these guys don't go anywhere really. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Gotta say, it's, it's, there, there's it's an element really of this episode that yeah, <laughs> there's an element of this episode that's very like California inside baseball. Yeah, you know, like if you grew up near Disneyland and you had to see Disneyland expanding and stuff, mm-hmm. this probably had a little bit more meaning to you. Yes, like, oh, like. yeah, like this is Disney as anything other than just a place that kids bothered their parents to go. Like Disney as yeah. like specifically a municipal menace more than anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But the idea that this is, yeah, this is, this is Orange County, like, you know, they, they take Hank and Dean and they tie them up in the gym of the local community college. They didn't want to take any hostages. They thought that the, the they thought the jet was empty. They they just wanted to steal the, uh, steal the, the jet. Yeah. Be- before that happens, there's the thing with Hank, uh, torturing Dean by having the loogie. Yep. <laughs> hanging over his mouth where you see Dean's face. 
uh, is terror reflected. <laughs> and this is very childish and funny to me. Like, it's really gross, but this is definitely well, Big Brother energy. Well, well, yeah. And Hank even says, you're lucky I drank milk. Yeah, I had, yeah. But yeah, he delivers it while he has to keep his mouth open because he has this globule of spoon. He's like, oh, he's going to snap. So look, yeah, I had milk earlier. And like, yeah. it's very funny to me. Um, so so Brock uh, has been, uh, gets dragged out of this uh, this tar pit yeah. uh, by Molotov Cocktease, uh, this character. Right. Um, she knocks him out. Um, this is an old flame of his. Uh, Molotov, Molotov Cocktease is like a Cold War Russian spy, uh, kind of like Black Widow. Yeah, yeah. Um, kind of character. Like explicitly, um, like her, her her past is as like a, like a gymnast. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And the uh, originally we never really got her origin. She kind of fades away mm-hmm. in the story after after coming back briefly. Um, where originally her father was going to be this Cold War spy uh, named Siberian Husky, mm-hmm. uh, which is a good name for a. Uh, you know, Cold War spy character. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's like, it's weird. Like they talk about her in the book, how they never updated her design and they kept trying mm-hmm. and they never were quite able to do it. Right. Um, so she does feel very like old school um, in terms of this show. Uh, the other thing is later uh, because of her outfit, um, mm-hmm. which they were trying to come up with like a boob window for her. And they ended up just kind of taking away the whole front of her dress. Uh, this is another episode that eventually uh, gained a rating yeah. um, in syndication. So it originally aired at TV 14, but was later uh, TVMA because of yeah. her sexiness. Yeah. Well, and there's, there, there's also like just, just a shot. Huge boner. Of, well, yeah, there, there's also his boner, but there's also a yeah. shot of her wearing nothing but the, uh, but the chastity belt that she has on. Yes. Um, you know, yeah. you, see, you see a lot of pelvis. Um, yes. Oh, yeah. Know. The vagina bones, as the gamers would call it. <laughs> the vagina bones. Oh, jeez. You know? Um, but yeah, she she drags them out and then and then and then knocks them out. So uh, you know, they, they wanted to save Dr. Venture. The the bodyguard was obviously uh was obviously of no use to them. Um mm-hmm. one thing that one detail that I love about the uh the Orange County Liberation Front, like as they are, you know briefing them and talking about you know what's you know the the problem like they're not deranged they even say like hey we're not a bunch of maniacs one of them gets a phone call and his wife has gone into labor and everybody reacts mm-hmm. like a co-worker would like oh yeah man, congratulations like they gave him a hug like go get him champ yeah it's very sweet yes this also there's one of the most like tragically quiet like quietly tragical tragic lines in this too mm-hmm. where when they uh they wake up dean says well you're out of luck because our dad has a strict policy not to negotiate <laughs> with terrorists for our lives um <laughs> and he says it like very proud mm-hmm. um and yeah it's it's dark yeah it's, it's happened before the leader is just you know against uh roy brisby you know how much do you know about him like he's the devil incarnate and busy b is the angel of death like basically <laughs> very uh prescient you know about disney owning everything and kind of culturally taking over yeah this is like this is prior to the, the, the disney as like the omnivorous uh all like monoculture that we have yeah 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 um so we go back to the the brisby dome and uh, brisby takes off rusty's bag and he's basically going to like walter white him yeah. Like you will make clones for me. You will live here. Mm-hmm. You know, like you'll be free, but in name only. Right. Uh, and they're, so. they're, they're in the Brisbee dome. Like we saw this from the outside. Rusty is really upset that he was knocked out and black bagged to be moved 50 <laughs> yards. But yeah. it's like a, it's, it's a, it's a beehive that is like, you know, it's attached. An ecology. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's attached to the, uh, to the castle, um, as like a pretty direct kind of homage or, you know, representation of the Epcot dome. Right. Yes. I forget what that's actually yeah. called. The you know the the science uh, or whatever it is. What's yeah. that? 
Or yeah, I can't remember what it's called either. Yeah, yeah. Um, the the, the, yeah. the Wigspear or whatever that is. Yeah, yeah. We're not <laughs> Disney people. We're Midwest kids. We're Six oh. Flags people. <laughs> Cedar, um, <laughs> Cedar Point, please come on. We're Cedar Point people. We don't know this Disney shit. Yeah. Um, I went to Disney. I went to the Florida one once when I was yeah. little. Same. Uh, but he says Brisby Land. Brisby Land was but a prelude. The next step is Brisby Life. Uh, he says, hey, this dome is a model for this perfect society that he wants to build. Everybody will be will be living like this. And that's not too far off from what Walt Disney was trying to do with mm-hmm. with, 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 with Epcot uh, and yeah. also with uh, trying to engineer a racially pure society like neighborhood yeah. down uh, <laughs> d- down around Disneyland itself. Uh, yeah. Look it up. He's not he's not a good man um but i like i like that they that they brought in the fact that he's not just uh you know that brisby is not just an animator he is somebody who wants to control the way that people live like kind of like a true uh kind of a true (laughs) monomaniacal uh kind of guy and like kind of similar to uh to to the monarch a little bit i got monarch vibes from this similarly obsessed with with bugs but obviously more competent than the monarch more competent and a little bit more like you know he's not really playing the game like he has a right, goal. right you know he's not just arching to arch right um you know rusty calls him crazy at this point uh mandalay drugs him and brisby falls down a flight of stairs this is the point in the note is like there's too much slapstick in this fucking episode yes yeah. um was this yeah. a doc hammer up i think it was doc hammer up no this no? is a jackson public episode weird yeah yeah um yeah. uh i kind of could tell because of the the concept level to it yeah. and and it being from the pitch book as well yeah you know uh, so many of these things because that was a uh, public thing um so, so we go over to debrock and uh molotov uh molotov cleaning his wounds in the bathtub from the tar pit uh when he wakes up and they get into a fight mm-hmm. um here and they do like a very classic like sexually charged battle yeah it's a flirt fight uh here <laughs> yeah uh, yep. f- fighting as a stand-in for a sex scene basically yes and it's really violent like you know brock will destroy a person and the fact that she stands up to this like his first move is to throw her into the toilet so hard that the porcelain breaks mm-hmm. you know yeah, but she she's fine mm-hmm. you know she she is uh she's tough yeah uh during this and they're they're kind of doing this exposition here and again the way this series one of the things about it is that you know they wrote this season like it would be the second season of a show they don't introduce all these concepts they treat them as if they're already extant mm-hmm. um you know so uh you know the last time they saw each other was at laser zeppelin at the planetarium in akron ohio um, in akron <laughs> uh you know as they they continue to fight and eventually you know uh, she's like you killed my father he says you killed my partner you took my eye you took my heart yes um and they kiss like there's this like you know unbearable sexual attraction it's, it's belligerent <laughs> yes <laughs> and you know. so they they start getting ready to fuck you know he has her disrobed mm-hmm. and he's like oh god still uh because he pulls mm-hmm. he pulls her pants off and she says you know you know i can only go to second base go to second <laughs> yeah uh, and she's wearing this huge lock on her her chastity belt mm-hmm. uh this is a chastity belt for comedy in real life they are horrible mm-hmm. uh they were just like absolutely atrocious inventions yes uh you know and the, the, but the, all the delivery here is really great like you know uh you know still i thought the cold war was over and her saying it's only always cold in siberia uh you know that's incredible and then he he smokes two. He grabs a cigarette and then smokes another one. Smokes two of them once. She she, she asks. For she it. tries to take one. 
Yeah. <laughs> he's like, you want one of these? Uh, he gives her the pack. And he's like, oh, I gotta go take care of something. <laughs> he, he, wa- then, he watches her basically fillet the cigarette. Oh, you know, like yeah. It's, that, it's yeah, extreme yeah. close up on the lips or whatever. And like, he does, he doesn't, he doesn't even say it angry. Like just, you know, he watches this happen. He stands up. He has his, his boxers are tented by this massive erection. It's like, where are you going? I've got to go take care of something. <laughs> Yeah, it's like go call mom, like just like that. <laughs> Let's go get mom. Uh, it's it's very good. Like I, this is I like the B plot of this episode more than I like the A plot of it. Yes, yeah. Uh, in, you know, in general, like mm-hmm. it's basically just a fight. But I like all the the vocal deliveries, and I like the idea of Brock having this like spy history. Yes, and also like like Molotov's performance, like the voice actress uh, Mia Baron, mm-hmm. I think her name is. Uh, like they. they for a lot of the characters before they started pulling from like alt comedy, what they, what Mm -hmm. they ended up doing was pulling from like New York theater people. So like Mia Barron is just like a musical theater person. Uh, That's the same place where they would get the voice actor who does uh, Dr. Orpheus. He also was like Mm -hmm. a, like a Broadway kind of guy, but like (laughs) Mia's performance on on Molotov, specifically the way she says Simpson. Yeah. (laughs) Like just like it immediately like is endearing to me in a fun way. Like it, it like yeah. it is so it is hyper it is hyper specifically Russian in a way that only Americans understand Russians to be from our media. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's very good. Yeah. I I think that the voice actress for this, maybe early on, and maybe this change, I need to look it up, was uh Doc Hammer's wife. Mm. Um, I think they were married at some point. I remember seeing that uh in the Slack channel. Okay. Um, I think Gwen was talking about it and Gwen is right on about this, uh, this kind of stuff. Um, and that would also explain why she kind of disappeared from the show. Yeah, that makes sense. So I think that is true. Um, I meant to fact check that before recording and forgot. Mm -hmm. So everyone forgive me uh, if that's not true. Um, but yeah, I, I end up having some affection for this character. They don't really do anything with her. Like she doesn't mm-hmm. go anywhere for like kind of a major tertiary character in the show, mm-hmm. but I do anything with Brock's backstory. I have a big weakness for Yes. Um, anything that gives him, uh, that, that, that sketches him out just a little bit further. And like, she specifically is somebody that he has, uh, that he has a soft spot for. She does become yeah. major in season four. Um, yeah. Yes. And then kind of disappears completely. Yes. Um, so we, we go back to the, the Orange County Liberation Front, um, talking about uh, Brisbane Land taking over the county, um, you know, spreading to Florida, France, and Times Square, you know, like uh, like Disney did. Mm-hmm. Um, and the way they're going to get back is by turning their technology back on the corporation. Um, right. They were making these antenna hats that uh, do mind control. Yeah. These ante- antenna, like B antenna, like Mickey Mouse ears, the kids, you know, yes. kids to wear. Um, and so like they, they put them on and the kids are immediately like chanting, kill the bee. I love this. I love this line here. One of the, one of the henchmen here asks, what did you do? Turn them all the way up to Patty Hearst. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, Patty Hearst, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, the famous Stockholm syndrome. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Since liberation army, Patty Hearst have come back in a big, Mm -hmm. bad way. Uh, like at least a reference, uh, here, uh, I think in season three, something like that. Yeah. Um, this is also, they're doing some kind of Orange County Liberation Front uh, touches, you know, where they're talking about Brisbane taking over and just like, there used to be this lovely Applebee's where we met, you know, <laughs> um, and like, look at Chad here, he used to be a professional skater. And I was trying to figure out if that was Chad Muska. 
Huh. Uh, cause that would be, that'd be a weird poll. Like Chad uh, Muska is a California guy. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Like, like um, that would not be the strangest subculture that they pulled from, but also I don't yeah. know how prominent Chad Muska is in any scene outside of people who have played Tony Hawk one or two. Yeah. Well, but, I mean, that's the thing though. That's part of why I was kind of wondering if that, what it, you know, if that was why it was that because, uh, well, that was not a good sentence, okay. but because, uh, one of the reasons why I love this show is just like feeling like I have so much in common with the creators. Right. Like a lot of the references are things that I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. you know? So it's like, I, I wouldn't put it past Jackson public to play a lot of Tony Hawk too. <laughs> I know who Chad Muska is. Well, it's hard you to know? tell because so they're all wearing yeah. the uniforms. So Yeah. So I have no idea. It's mm-hmm. just like that's what I what I was thinking. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I just um, I, I love that they have they, they have become radical. They're militant in order to take back the Applebee's. Yes, take back an Applebee's. You know, <laughs> one corporation versus another. Yeah. Um, we go back to Brisby interrogating Rusty uh, for his cloning stuff. They gave him a truth serum. Yep. <laughs> um, and he's uh, this is really great. I love this. Um, I, I forgot that they made yeah. this reference. It's not the deepest yeah. cut because Rear, Win- Rear Window is a you know it's a famous Alfred Hitchcock mm-hmm. movie, but just to specifically pull the Grace Kelly performance because like yeah. hey, okay you know just like just establishing a baseline. Who are you? What's your name? And Rusty is going around turning on lamps and saying reading from top to bottom. Lisa Carol Fremont, <laughs> like Grace and, Kelly's introduction in Rear Window. It's so good. Well, and the guy goes, "He's telling the truth," uh, which I because <laughs> he's hooked up to a polygraph. Really like, he believes yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, uh, th- that's very good. It, this is probably the best thing that they do with the pill popping. Actually, aside from yeah. the you know later pop, like actually having it be a material uh, like thing in an episode. The fact that he is he, like he cannot be pumped for information because the pills he takes interact ba- bad with the truth serum uh, mm-hmm. it's actually fun it's it, it pays off <laughs> yeah um they're they're uh the orange county liberation front is leaving in the x1 um and brock and molotov went off to go to go help basically or brock thinks that she's helping yeah um he gets into this airfield by pole vaulting into the mouth of uh, one of the soldiers this is something that i used to think about a lot <laughs> Well, it's, it's, believe it or not like it as a kid one of the, oh oh so as a kid not just after you saw yeah. that this was a possibility this is one of no, those no, upsetting no. things like midlife chrysalis that stuck with me because uh because it is a singularly violent thing like oh that person would be paralyzed yeah <laughs> when, it, when i first learned about pole vaulting okay. i thought about sticking a pole vault into someone's mouth and pole vaulting Oof. like not thought about like you know every night before touching myself but just thought about <laughs> like oh that would be a thing you could do and yeah. then i saw it on the venture brothers i was like oh shit yeah <laughs> you know it's it's it's, it's kind of like like after i after i understood like golfing okay you're taking a drive mm-hmm. and you have a tea like i immediately thought like oh god what if you made somebody lay on the ground and hold the tea in their mouth um, yeah. and, hit the and then that, that comes there. up and stuff yeah yeah Oof. you know really scary yeah not good uh, a lot of ways to be cruel to your fellow man yeah but yeah brock just totally just bodies this guy and uh destroys mm-hmm. him for life snaps his snapped his his spine behind the mouth makes a new brisby yeah. <laughs> um the uh so he's he's too late uh as the actual one's taking off um he throws a rocket wakes up helper he's like, of course helper um i'll summon him he's programmed to come when called mm-hmm. and instead of t- overriding the controls helper just jumps out of the plane <laughs> and lands uh, and, this, and then they just cut away yeah um, there are a lot of weird cuts in season one uh-huh. that feel like they're still learning how to edit i think this one is actually really good though it's really good i think that that's <laughs> like, a really funny cut like, they, don't, they don't have like a busted up helper following them around he's just he's just gone he's out of the episode because he jumped out of the plane yeah he gets one little second here yeah 
Um, oh, jeez. Yeah. Uh, so Rusty has moved on from Grace Kelly to being Blanche Dubois. Mm-hmm. Um, as they're talking about it, like, this is where they realize, okay, yeah, his sedative has mixed very poorly with his pills. This is when the OCLF, uh, the liberation from people, they, they, they attack the hive and Brock and Molotov come in looking for the kids using this opening yeah. here. Yeah. Or, or Brock thinks Molotov is looking for the kids. No, no. Uh, she, she, she goes off. She's like, she's a mercenary. Come yeah. on. <laughs> yeah. She's like, you know, I'm a mercenary. I only work for my client. Uh, they kiss, she slaps him and she grapples away. Um, there's a, a good running joke in this where Brock keeps firing a nail gun yep. to pin Doc to a wall <laughs> um, as he uh, as he you know squares off against Mandalay, mm-hmm. who eventually goes like, I don't even need this job, this work here, man. Uh, <laughs> just, which I like that. You know, like, it's, uh, it's not even like foreign accented. It's just an American. This is just a guy like screw this. I don't even need this job. Yeah, it's super good. Um, and he continuously, like, whenever you know Doc starts falling again, he just fires the nail gun. And he eventually and stops continuously... firing it through his pants. He starts firing through his arms. Yeah, that's the the reveal is that they, they've uh, crucified him uh, with it, uh, which is very good. Yeah. Oh, geez. Um, um, the kids are here. They're fully brainwashed, and they draw on Brock. Uh, and he mm-hmm. tries to talk them out of it, saying, hey, you don't want to do this to me. You know, you know me. We- he, well, he specifically says, you know me, you know what I'll do to you. Uh, <laughs> I forgot like, about it's that. Really, it's a really menacing delivery. Like, yeah. you know me, you know what I'll do to you. <laughs> like, it's really, really menacing. Mm-hmm. And then he slams her head together, breaking the mind control. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of, then the episode just kind of ends. Yeah. It doesn't, it just, so we got they the leave. kids. <laughs> we, we got the kids. Like, we have Rusty with it, you know, cru- crucified. Yeah. And then, and, the, and, and like one of the notes I have here is that like Brisby is all over the place. Yes. Like he's doing mind control helmets. He's making uh, a dome. He's cloning himself. Like it's just a very unfocused episode. Mm-hmm. Um, he's going to flee to Florida here. Um, he, he gets set on fire. He does show up again. He doesn't die here. Yeah. Uh, Molotov uh, gets there and then we get a post credits where she's got the Panda. Um, and she's talking to her client, which was Mr. Bowie getting his uh, longtime companion back. Yes. Um, and that's, I think that him having a panda is a reference to like, you know, bubbles, the monkey, like big pop stars having exotic animals. Oh well, yeah, yeah. That's a, yeah. it's one way you can live larger than life is to have animals that people don't normally have. Yeah. Yeah. I have a skunk, <laughs> you know, that's how you can tell I'm famous. Um, but yeah, this is, this is pretty weak. Like, like a lot of it is actually just like exposition. Like people talking yeah. with each other weird, weirdly, like it's the sit down scenes between, brisby and rusty it's the hotel scene with molotov and brock and yes there is action in that but there is still like a lot of a lot of it being just them sitting on the bed with each other and talking there's like the orange county liberation from guys yelling at the boys kind of Mm -hmm. just like delivering jokes that way there's not a lot that actually happens here yeah and it just kind of ends like there's there's some joy to this but this feels like a filler yeah. episode to me like it's fine i don't regret you know that it's in the show but and then the, the the boys basically immediately grew out of this yes you know so this ceases to become important in a lot of ways like it has mm-hmm. important introductions yeah uh but it does not have important um anything else but yeah but like busy but you would just kind of become a uh like a like an easter egg almost like it would pop yeah. up every once in a while i think like in late seasons one of the boys is still using a busy b wallet i think but he gets one other speaking role. Gotcha. Um, I think when he's introducing um, the like uh, building at the college. Oh, Br- Brisby does. Yes. 
Yeah, Brisby yeah. does. Yeah, but, but the Busy Bee himself just shows up in the background. Yeah. Yep. And then the uh, Busy Bee just shows up in the background every once in a while. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, and that's it. That's all. You know, uh, and it's 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 a little bummer. It's not a huge deal. It's not a war crime. Mm-hmm. It's just the weakest episode that we've done so far in a TV show that's generally really strong. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. we'll continue to get stronger. Yep. We got good stuff coming so. up. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, what episode are we doing next? I figure we start announcing that since we're doing uh, a different order. Yes. Uh, coming up next will be Eeny, Meeny, Miny, Magic. Mm-hmm. Uh, with a guest. Ooh. We're going to be doing Eeny, Meeny, Miny, Magic with Gwen. Awesome. We the, mentioned the, before. The, the composer of our theme song. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I just so, I, uh, I have that bass line. Sometimes I just hum that bass line around the house. It's very good. Um, yeah, introduction of Dr. Orpheus, mm-hmm. uh, Triana, um, you know, the idea of, uh, Doc renting out the place to make more money. Mm-hmm. Um, really good episode. Well, introduction really of magic in general to this. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, with uh, Dr. Orpheus, who's a great character. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Dr. Strange is so fucking ridiculous and just doing a <laughs> knockoff of Dr. Strange is pretty fun. Uh, there's one moment in that episode that is the most relatable thing I've seen in the show. Actually, it's, there's a lot of, there's a lot that's very relatable in that episode. I think, yeah. um, yeah, it's, <laughs> and everything with, uh, Dr. Orpheus's arc is actually incredible. Mm-hmm. And H John Benjamin doing oh, that yeah. subplot and just fucking incredible. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, who refused to go on the script and just ad-libbed everything, uh-huh. uh, basically. And that's where you get all these things where he's like a Cerberus and he's licking his balls and he's real into it. <laughs> yep. Like, it's uh it's good shit man it's mm-hmm. it's coming so love it uh, we appreciate you for listening um good times on the way yeah uh we will see you next week um if you want to get episodes early head on over to patreon.com slash duck tv mm-hmm. yeah and, and yeah. uh you can back us there get not only that but a bunch of episodes of our other shows uh that we do that supports us we are entirely listener supported uh we're also supported by your word of mouth so if you want to go mm-hmm. and leave a rating or review on Apple Podcasts or tell your friends about this show, that would be uh, greatly appreciated. Uh, until next time, go Team Venture. Go Team Venture. <laughs> <laughs>